supplement Harpo the Healer on YouTube and the aim is to explore ideas and concepts which a student learning blues and harmonica may find helpful. Also it could be of interest to people who just generally like to listen to interesting podcasts or it could be inspirational and it could be somebody who wants to get into blues or even take up this fabulous little instrument the blues harmonica. The podcast allows immediate feedback, interaction which is different to the videos which rely on getting comments. And for this podcast and a series of podcasts, I'm going to be talking to RJ, a blues fan. Uh, he's learning harmonica and he's been a past student of mine in 2018-2019. He played guitar years before that, but his trade is he's an architect. So, we're going to be uh, laying cards on the table of our interests in music past and present, and this should let you, the listener, understand our angle on topics during the conversation. Okay, so how's it going today, RJ, all right? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Why, why is it that you like uh, blues and the blues harmonica? And, you know, what do you sort of think it to be? Yeah, yeah, I mean, interestingly, it's funny because I've spent most of my life sort of playing guitar. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, when you, you're in the community sort of um, in bands and stuff like that, um, there's a lot of guitarists out there. And I think for me, I started yeah. to sort of think, well, hold on a sec, um, you'd go along to little um, meetings and things like that. And people would say, well, we've got a guitar player already. Could you do something <laughs> else? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, and, you know, my own sort of likes in terms of music, you know, goes from quite broad jazz blues but one of the things i'd always sort of wondered i had a harp sit lying around and i thought well why don't i give this harp a go you know playing a bit of harmonica yeah and then so that's really my sort of sort of start with getting really into the blues harmonica as opposed to just blues i mean i love blues guitar especially country blues guitar but right. you know the but the harmonica's got me a bit more into the sort of more full-on power kind of more urban electric. Yeah, the urban Chicago blues, but right. um, I, mean, I like the sort of um, Robert Johnson, Charlie Patton, the Del, you know, the Mississippi guys, all, like, the, all, the, all, old, the, all, the, all the old stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. and like the slide guitar, playing things like that. So yeah, that's it's that's interesting. Really, it's interesting that and did it did it what what struck you about when you heard the sounds for the first time? You know, when you were growing up or you heard it for the first time, did it did it sort of do mm -hmm. anything? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you obviously there's always the ones that you've heard, we've all heard, like the you know, Manish Boy and all yeah, the Muddy Waters, Muddy Waters tracks, yeah. And you know, funny little Walter, you, we've probably all heard him, but we've probably not really realized just associated the blues harmonic or the harm, the harmonic, yeah, with same with Sonny Boy Williamson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know, 
really I was never really conscious of actually artists in their own right because I guess the mm. harmonic has always been is an instrument that to a certain extent is a sort of is a kind of a backgroundy type instrument although these guys that we talk about they kind of they play in a lead way they take the sort of front um when it comes to playing the harmonica yeah. when did so you first really... when did you first hear the uh, the harmonica was it like as a little kid when you got you know like uh yeah i don't know i mean no it's probably no i mean it's probably later than that but just play listening to guitar i had a class i had a fantastic compilation of blues harp for years um and what's that track wine whiskey wine whiskey women one um oh yeah well, but, yeah and it's so distorted and it's just like you think god how did they get how did he get away with yeah. this but it's, then, it's interesting it's interesting how you've um you've kind of come to it i mean for me you know i see the blues as it's a genre of music and i mean god way 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 back in my life when i was a young kid of about 11 i uh, i'd already discovered it I, it, was, it was strange. I'd, for some reason, I'd either been in a library or I'd been in a music shop, but I'd seen a publication. And in this publication, I saw there were African-American guys playing in, in photographs. So I automatically knew that this music came from there. And then yeah. in school, I'd already been taught pinhole camera and things. So I then put the two together, the thinking... Well, they're photographs, so this music must have originated around the 1860s. So uh, I, was, I, was, I was conscious of it, and then I picked a guitar up at 11 and a half, and without being shown, mm. what I did was I found, I found three chords. I think it was E, A, and B. I don't think there were seventh chords, but I just found these three chords messing around. And so and I thought, yeah. oh, that must be it, you know, and sort mm. of... Mm. So, but for me, it was that sound. There's, there's a sound, and a, like you, I like the the sort of that one chordy delta stuff where there's all the yeah. overtones yeah. and all that sort of stuff going well, on. You, the interesting thing with all this music, especially when you go back, is like it's it comes across as like really simple music, and but actually when you start listening to it and trying to sort of emulate it and play there's it, layers you realize it. That there's just so much more to it. But that is more, I think, to do with the cultural aspect of it in terms of like the origins of it and where it came from and how it developed. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's, I, I that, think, that's the bit. I think that's the hard. That's the hard bit. I think yeah. the bit actually understanding the one, four, five. You know, E A B. It's the classic. You that's know, kind the of the easy shuffle. Bit. <laughs> you know, that's classic shuffle. Everyone learns one of the first things yeah, you learn yeah. on the guitar. That's easy to a certain extent, as it is. It is quite easy. And when you open tune a guitar, it makes it even easier um, with a sort of bit of slide on there. Absolutely. But when yeah. you when you come to sort of trying to play it, it's just like I think it's like learning. I've, I've said this to mention it before. But it's like learning a language, isn't it? You try and learn a language. You listen to the sounds, you hear it, but you can never get it because we don't live in that country. Mm. You don't. You're not surrounded by it, and it it kind of you're always going back into your current, your, your kind of, your mother tongue, as it were, your kind of, the, the language you speak, and you kind of yeah. you make, make these sounds that mm. are of this other language, mm. but you kind of think, yeah, but they don't make any sense to me. And I think the blues, the more you get into blues and the more you try and do it, the more you kind of realise, actually, this is actually how how you how you learn in the process of learning this is what you you come up against mm. is that you there's a lot more to it 
in, in a cultural sense. If you were surrounded, and this is why, you know, one of my favourite heart players is Paul Butterfield. And he uh-huh. he grew up in Chicago and he was with all these guys. And it kind of makes it sound so easy, but he was he was surrounded by these guys. He was listening to them and he kind of played with them and he picked up little tips and tricks. But that's how he make, he'd made it make sense because yeah. he... he was, he grew up with it and it just makes makes so yeah. much sense but i mean for me that, learn, yeah that uh, importantly for me was the rhythms i was transfixed transfixed mm. with the rhythms and of course you know in my life i've been a jazz saxophonist mm. until injury eventually put pay to that but uh, mm. and of course blues has been sort of the basics for everything to sort of farm out from every loads mm. of different types of music has sort of originated from from blues, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so you've got all these derivatives, yeah, and even course, within yeah. blues, we've got these phenomenal derivatives, different styles, and and mm, I think the first yeah. time I heard a blues harmonica player, probably as you and I would do, get four and five and draw on it and bend down a little bit on four and trill it, you know, mm-hmm. just um, and mm. to hear that little that little trill behind the guitar, mm. it's sort mm. of mesmerizing, sort of... Uh, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and, an amazing uh, technique. That, it's amazing that they took... Because, obviously, you know, in terms of the history of the instrument, it, you know, it wasn't obviously designed as a blues instrument, was it? It was this German instrument, the harmonica, and it was designed as a sort of almost an umpapa type yeah. instrument. Absolutely, then, yeah. They, 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 they realise you could bend all these notes and... Yeah. Overblown and everything, yeah, and of course, really um, nice. you know they yeah. call it the uh, Mississippi saxophone down down south. Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's where that's where they all came from, wasn't it? All that you know, all these make great blues guys came yeah. from Mississippi, and um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's an amazing little instrument. And what what's really amazing about it as an instrument is it it becomes so unique. And I think this is again another aspect of it that I think is really hard. Is that because it's so small? Well, it's small. Obviously, inherently, it's quite small. But the you can be given quite simple, rudimentary rules or ideas or instructions of how it works, and then you kind of try and apply those things, and then you suddenly realise, God, there's so many different ways or things that you can do with it. That's what makes it so much harder. I think that you know because you don't want to get caught or stuck just trying to emulate all these. Oh, fantastic classic players. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, mm. it's very interesting that. I mean, but when we're coming back, actually looking at blues as a whole, there's a, a fantastic uh, YouTube thing that uh, the great jazz trumpeter Winton Masalis did recently during lockdown. And I'd urge all our listeners um, to look at it because yeah. he actually says, I'm now going to show you what the blues is. Yeah. What the blues is. And then for three minutes, he sits at the piano and doesn't speak at all, but plays really slowly on the piano to get everybody's attention. And then yeah. he takes his hands off the piano and then he explains about the origins of blues. And it, it was it's one of the finest examples I've seen of somebody mm. explaining, uh, as we are trying to do as well, you know, yeah. what blues is. And it's, it's, a, it's a terrific little thing. And I just... Just kind of jotted that down when we were going to chat today because I thought yeah. it's I really interesting yeah. how he, in, in, and then he, he explains about soulful, he explains about um, 
the poetic side of it and the struggle and he explains mm. about emotion mm. and about it's it's purely about feeling and freedom of expression and all the rest of it and he he, yeah. he does it in a, just a few minutes but he he, he kind of then he sits at the piano and sort of runs through a few different ideas yes. to give you a basically on a very basic few chords mm. really you know nothing but as we know you can take three chords and put them in uh, lots of different ways mm. add chords and take chords away and and, and make yeah. a lot of quite interesting things, you know absolutely but, yeah especially in the times that we're living in now i think it's you know the the idea of the sort of struggle and the lives that people were living 100 years ago even before then i think it's the that the essence of all these things have been sort of have been brought to the attention of people through the blues you know through the history of, yes. of mankind and we don't quite realize the subtlety the, the cultural aspect of it especially with the blm thing at the moment black lives matters it's, Absolutely, it's a sort of yeah. medium it's a platform that's made everybody aware all through time um, yes. it's just these last hundred odd years it's been known as blues but i'm sure there's been other elements or other things that give the essence of the people that mm. it kind of represents mm. uh, and how it comes into our lives um and i think yeah you can't we can't you can't deny that with um obviously this the explanation in terms of what blues is and it's a feeling it's a sort of how people put you know how they can yeah i always like feel. to think that it's um, mm. sort of um i don't know sort of make, making you feel good when for 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 a, for a short while while um, while in adversity, I guess so that's sort of kind, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. and then um, yeah. people kind that's of use it that way. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. and then just trying to play because, as you say, the, at the end of the day, it's, it can be just three chords, uh, mm. but then it's just the feeling and how how it's put and, together. And as, uh, and as anybody as, as say as, as we know that you when you play something, you know, yes, you know, somebody can. Uh, They'll, they'll listen to a play out of me today on this particular uh, podcast. But, of course, yes, you can take my notes. You can take the notes. But, of course, it's the displacement. And I'm doing it in the moment, in the second, mm. and I won't play those notes again. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So, so you, you, you see them sit over the rhythm and you just throw them out. So yeah. um, And like the great B.B. King, you know, he wasn't really a technical guitar player. He was pretty straight ahead, emulated worldwide, of course. Um, mm. Of course, um, you know, we'll, we'll come on to this slightly later in our chat, but, um, you know, it, it's the fact that he, 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 he came up with his own way of doing it. Um, yes. He was influenced by horn players and, um, and he has mm. a double humbucker guitar with fixed strings and bends them incredibly well and, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing. So it's, um, it's but yeah, but, you know, but, but as you say, coming back to the word blues, it's, it's always very difficult to, to come up with exactly what it is, but I suppose it's um, it's it's mm. originated from struggles and trying to, um, mm. and it's mm. it's basically freedom of expression, um, mm. Mm. you know, and um, and hopefully I think that's and it also I think to a certain extent if you you can understand if you can understand that that's one one thing to understand, but then trying to play it with the rules, which are kind of really simple. I mean, you can always play any note as we've sort of discussed. Yeah, it's just how yeah. they play, and then if you play a certain note, me in jazz. It? Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Everybody wants to talk me in jazz. You can play anything you want over a seventh chord, absolutely anything. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, "It's resolving it that's the problem." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And that's what they say. 
you were saying you were talking mentioned Miles Davis the other day. I was listening to something about him and these people were chatting about some of his some of the music he played and they said, Yeah, he definitely played some strange notes every now and then, but it was what he did afterwards and then how he would sort of reference back that mm. made it all okay. It made it sound good. Absolutely. Um, and I think yeah. that's the that's the that's the, that's the thing you've got to try and get, isn't it? To make it all make sense. Uh, yeah, and it's got to sound thing. it's like anything, it's got to sound as if sound like it's effortless, as if you know what? I can do that. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can wait a yeah, few yeah. notes like that. But, but the point is, it's the expression of the person waiting them and the character of the person that's waiting them. That's that, that that's yeah, personal yeah. to the person doing it. Yeah, and that's the important. It doesn't have to be technical, I'm saying. You know. That's right. And I think that's why sometimes when you hear someone really proficient and they play like a... Um, Little Walter or something like that yeah. but it can sound just strange because it's not Little Walter and you're kind of hearing mm. someone else's version of Little Walter all the notes yeah. are correct and I think hold on a sec but it's not Little Walter and I think that's that's the bit that you kind of met and um, mentioned quite a lot in terms of it's, it's you it's you as a person yeah mm. in fact that's actually a good point actually there RJ and I think that's probably what's going to lead us on to our uh, our next question. How do you create your own style when you're playing harmonica? What's the, what's the ideas behind it? It's something that it's really difficult because in the what you hear on the net and everything is obviously people are so influenced by the greats, Sonny Boy Williamson, usually the second. Uh, Big Walter, Little Walter, uh, some few into William Clark, um, uh, George Armonica Smith, uh, and, and a few others. But they tend to be solely influenced down there. And the other side of it is the Sonny Terry. And they tend to be influenced by that, which is the rhythmic sort of uh, rhythmic, uh, a, a different form of rhythmic um, appreciation. It's a slightly different way, in a very country sort of way. And... Um, they tend to gravitate to those things. And one of the things about the blues harmonica is it's like it's a bit like jazz. You need movements in order for things to develop. But because we don't have movements of collectives together in order to develop this thing, it becomes in isolation. So then when people are clutching at straws, they'll gravitate to these great players, obviously. But then they tend to uh, emulate them. And so... They come out and they're playing like Little Walter or they're playing like Big Walter or they're playing like Sonny Boy. And that's absolutely fantastic. But the object of the exercise in blues is really to your aim is to try and find you. It's, it's a bit like you're trying to find yourself. And that that's sort of a, a big thing that, that can be a bit of a, a nightmare, trying to trying to find your own way of doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, exactly, yeah. One and one of the one of the ways that you do, and I'll give this is the biggest tip. It was okay. given to me by a great, great saxophone trumpet player, uh, jazz man, and he said to me many, many years ago. He said, "Go away and listen to everybody." He said, "Listen to everybody," and I slightly misinterpreted this, and I reckon I could have cut my jazz style down by about seven years here because I. I took literally what he said. 
and, and basically he said, go and listen to everybody within the genre, everybody. But in, in one sense, what he was saying was that, and what I find with this uh, harmonica thing, as you see time and time again, is that the harmonica players aren't listening to other instruments, you know, for their style, you know. Mm. It, whereas if you listen, if you listen to Hammond organs, listen to guitars, listen to trumpet, listen to all the different ones, then you'll piece together, you'll start piecing together a style. It'll still be within the blues, but it will it will be different. And of course, Little Walter was well known to be listening to horns, as BB King, the guitarist, listened to horns. And so yeah. you know, and, and in the jazz world, for example. A jazz guitarist listens to saxophone players and a blues yes. saxophone player, well, he spends his life listening to blues guitar. He doesn't listen to saxophones. So mm. all these ideas and but the, the idea to me was listen to everybody. So I went away and I swamped myself with so much that um, I wasn't narrowing the funnel. <laughs> yeah. And so it can well, be a bit of a disaster because... Yeah. <laughs> You, at some stage, have got to start narrowing it down. And, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but I think that's one of the things why people tend not to, why it's not moving forward. There are there are a few guys uh, right at the top of the pile I've heard on on yeah. the net who are got yeah. their own way. There's um, the great Howard Levy. He's fantastic, of course, in the jazz world yeah. with harmonica. Yeah. And there's a German gentleman, uh, younger guy. He's He's got his own way of going about it. And I've, there's a French lady, Rachel something. I can't remember her last name. But mm. she's clearly been mentored at some point on the harmonica. But she's mm. got her own unique blues style. And, mm. it's, and it's accomplished. And it's fantastic. And that's, that's really interesting because it's, it's original. You know, and yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, as original as we, we think it to be anyway. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, being original is obviously good if you can be original. Uh, and I'm not sort of, uh, you know, at the level I'm at, just being able to play something half decent that I think is half decent is obviously sort of a nice thing to be able to do. How long did but, it take um, you to get on um, when when you've been playing about a year, haven't you? When when you yeah, came to me, how, you, yeah. but you you already you were getting some bends and you were doing all that, weren't you? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I could do sort of bits and bobs on it. Yeah, yeah. So I could sort of manage. Uh, I knew kind of the concepts, and I knew uh, you know you knew the sort of blue scale, and you know playing in position two. I did hadn't bothered with position three. I kind of thought I'll just stick with position two, thinking position three would be like really. I don't need to go there just yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know you learn. You, it takes a long time. Like all this stuff, it takes a long time. Um, there may, there may be shortcuts. Who knows? I don't know if there are. Like anything, there's there's usually not that many shortcuts, but as long as you're on the right path, I think that's the main thing. Because I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I, and you can do, and at each stage, I think it's the old story. Somebody once said to me, "You enjoy the journey and enjoy each little bit mm. as you go along, because mm. Um, mm. Um, you don't want to be looking at the finished article because once you get there, it might not be um, as uh, as yeah, good as you thought. So stay yeah, on exactly, the journey." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I think that's one of the things. But I think that's the reason why um, when we talked about the harmonica and just why, you know, we haven't got these movements to, 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 to develop the thing. And it is being developed and it is being pushed forward in very, very small pockets, I think. And of course, 
you don't we don't want to sort of alienate people who are just starting out because it, it, no. it's a great great tool but you don't have to play really technical to make it sound really good and still develop you know you can it's it's, it's the approach is it's, it's just the way that you you approach it i think you know uh, yeah, to, yeah. not not to try and make it too um you know i've not been one although i can sight read well i've read big band i've done everything but um in terms of the harmonica i don't believe that a blues harmonica that you should really ever write anything down and um like all these things you learn to memorize and you know, mm-hmm. some days it's difficult to memorize, and you just keep chipping away until you you um, you learn it. You know, however yeah, exactly. way yeah. you do it. You know, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's the way with that. But uh, yeah. but I think in some senses, it's um, the harmonic is in a pretty healthy state. With uh, since probably the early mid two thousands with the internet, it's had a bit of a, a surgence and a move forward. Yeah. I think I think that's all really that's all. Um, that's all really good. So I think um, it's time for us to maybe move on to um, another uh, interesting topic. And that yeah. is um, blues on film. Right, RJ, blues on film. Um, and I'm thinking here of... Um, the Blues Brothers original, and maybe the the, <laughs> the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio was in that one. Yeah. I'm, yeah what's I, what's yeah. your opinion of them? What's your opinion of them? All uh, right. Okay. Well, the Karate Kid. God. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I've, he did, I did. He did a. He did. He did. He did one that was called. I think it was called in 1986. Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah. It's a good Crossroads Yeah. 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 I remember watching the Crossroads. Uh, is it, yeah. Was it someone like, was it Ry Cuda and Steve? I don't remember, but I know that they did no, that. Who did the guitar? They did, didn't they do the guitar on it? Didn't they? Um, so he was, yeah, so he, he was pretend- like the, the, the kid guitarist that came from classical. Yeah, and, and he's trying to find this to classic find Robert and Johnson. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and he's trying to find the Robert Johnson song. This 29th right, yeah. song, because there's only 28 of them. Or yeah, I remember it years ago. And yeah, you say the Blues Brothers. I mean, I haven't seen these films for years, but I remember when they came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought they were great. I thought they were, the Blues Brothers is a sort of, was quite a funny one. Uh, I can't even remember the story really in it, to be honest. Yeah, the Blues Brothers um, are some great songs. It was uh, Dan Aykroyd and the producer, mm. John Landis, who, uh, who did that. Yeah. And, and uh, with uh, John Belushi and, and um, obviously the cameo roles and everybody that was in it. John Lee, Hook, John Lee Hook is in it. John Lee Hook is on Maxwell Street with Big Walter Horton Big doing Walter, uh, Boo yeah, Boo. Yeah. And, and yeah. for Brave me, Charles, I think... Um, Charles, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think for me, probably the film was great entertainment. And I, I think that what it did, yeah. it kept... Years later, it kept local pros in work because it gave a resurgence in the 80s to to blues and related music. I think that's what what happened. But the big Mm. the biggest thing for me in that film, I think, which sometimes people never saw the wood for the trees. Mm. And it's the fact that. They did not have a gig. They did not have one and they had Mm. to go and get one. And nothing yeah. changes. Nothing changes in in the world. You know, it's a, it, you, you, you know, people don't ring up every two seconds and say, you know, here comes the work. It's there. 
it's not there. And one of the more, one of the things for the film for me was the fact that you know you've got this um, you've got the three sort of energy, endeavor, and endurance. Yeah, you know people can have energy and endurance, but if you have no endeavor, uh, if you're wanting to move forward, you know you've got to um, you've got to do something about it. And that film, they yeah. were actually doing something about it. They didn't have a ready-made audience. And in fact, if I remember that film rightly, they actually stole somebody else's gig at one uh -huh. stage. You know, so and then they had yeah. this great big microphone. So it's there's quite of a moralistic side, or, or, or a, certainly a, a serious edge to that in the fact that um, you know it's always difficult to get work, and um, if, if something's not yeah. popular, then it has to be self-promotion, I guess. You know, to, mm. to move forward. Mm. Well, Fortunately, we're in a better place with the internet in some ways for, for pushing things out now, you know. Yeah, it's different times, I guess, isn't it? From the old days of music and people, how they would listen to it and consume the music, as it were, through the radios and um, going to concerts, especially now. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, well, yeah, like all these things and getting, keeping the music going so that it, de it develops and it, you know, yeah, and then the it, times and absolutely, and then I think Acre did Dan Acre did uh, Blues Brothers two thousand, and again I thought it was a very entertaining movie, and again it gave a resurgence to blues mm. and related uh, music again. So he did a fantastic mm. job um, yeah. on, on promoting it. So because uh, sometimes you get the purists saying, "Oh, this, that, and the other," but uh, I think that any publicity and 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 it was so well done. And obviously, he used the, some of the great artists in the in the movies, so yeah, it can't be can't be a bad thing. Again, I might have to watch it again and see just yeah. remember it. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I, I, I watched it for a long time, but I just thought yeah. because some what what it needs is if you can get someone to do a film like that or on Netflix or mm. something, just a couple of things, yeah. and it just kickstarts the. That, that that sort yeah. of genre of music yeah. for a while, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, yeah, I guess the same with a lot of things. You just need something that's in the sort of high mainstream, as it were, and then that kind of yeah. develops a sort of a, a bit of a bit more of a following. And of if course, it stays too esoteric and too mm. um, small in itself. Although you get more aficionados, people like really appreciate it. It's a, a bit like that thing you sort of said about Miles Davis once, you know, he was, you know, he, he realised after seeing Jimi Hendrix, if he just sticks with just these small gigs, he, he's never really going to... Yeah, that's what he's... He's never going to be able to push yeah. it. So then yeah. he ends up doing these big rock fusion things yeah. to emulate Jimi Hendrix, which is amazing for him. Um, yeah. And it obviously gets, that's right, he, gets became, he became a superstar. And... Um, and yet, mm. in some senses, he should have been a superstar after 1960 when they did uh, Kind of Blue. But that's kind of another topic we should look at. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but absolutely, absolutely. He, he's, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, and mm. he's changed so many um, genre, he's changed so many styles of music in his, in his lifetime. Yeah, you um, get so that like, probably brings us on like to our things. last uh, question mm. of, the, uh, of the chat, yeah. Okay, this uh, last uh, question for today. For someone, well, blues harmonica, a harmonica. Honest yeah. appraisal. Now, what do you think? Is it a good instrument for people to take up to play blues? 
and uh, is it do you find do you think that it's easy or do you think that it's really difficult or do you think that it's not any of those things what what's your what's mm. your opinion it, you know, it's it's not. I don't think it's on the list of easy instruments to take up when you reach a certain age, like maybe the mm. ukulele or or pair of bongos or you know something or the triangle or something like that. <laughs> if you want to get good at anything, but like any of these things, um, it depends. You only get out what you put in, I guess, um, which is the same for everything. It depends what you want to do, um, and like I say, if you just want to, or as we were saying previously. If you want to either develop, push it forward, you know, maybe that's harder than if you just sort of say you want to sound, do a little bit of like vamping and be able to sing and do a little bit of easy country blues type stuff. The, the good thing about the harmonica on one level is it is a very versatile instrument, although yeah. I think it, I think its main thing that's really good is blues. I think if you're going to if someone says, what do you reckon the harmonica is good for? I just say, well, it's got it's blues, it's a blues instrument, you know. You can do mm. jazz stuff on it. I know you mentioned Howard Levy. Mm. You've got yeah, people doing stuff like that. And they mm. play all these different positions and they can get all these different notes out. We're talking the simple diatonic mm. Um, mm. harmonica. I think it gets just really difficult to do that, mm. um, as you as you sort of allude in some of your lessons. If you just, you just want to stick with the instrument, stick with the basics of it, going to the more sophisticated um techniques i you know it's like mm. a lifetime's work i'd imagine for somebody to really achieve those yeah i think in uh, even from what we've been saying it's 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 easy enough to get something half decent out of it put it like that i think you can get something half decent out of it yeah and it's not like a i've never really tried playing saxophone you're obviously a saxophone player yeah. in yeah. the past I get the impression playing the saxophone is is obviously going to be a hard one or a clarinet. Well, no, I think that all, all instruments can be hard, but the the one thing about the saxophone, of course, is that it's it's designed. Although Adolf Sax died before uh, jazz came along, but it's it's actually designed for jazz. Really, it's 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 yeah. for you know the, the the forefront of innovation will come from that particular instrument because. Just the way that uh, the substitute cycles and everything, and just the way it's set up, uh, it, it just lends itself to that. It's, it's, it's you know, but uh, but yeah, going back to the blues harmonica, and I appreciate what you're saying there. And for me, I found um, coaching over the years that you can actually coach somebody who has got some musical experience like yourself, or you can coach somebody that hasn't got any, because you can actually coach it in a way where they don't need to see any dots um, and they don't actually yeah. need to know CDEFG. You can do everything in blow, draw, yeah. bend, overblow. You can, you can actually yeah. talk to them in, in that sense. It's a little bit uh, different the way that they compute it and then eventually they'll start learning uh, not just that the, this harmonic is in C or this harmonic is in D. They'll realize they'll have to learn just the basics of what the notes are other than blow, draw, bend, over, blow, over, draw, you know, that sort of thing, because it just mm. helps them to, to understand. But you can actually get them quite, quite way down just by basically learning a blues scale and they know it as, as, as blow, draw, yeah. um, half step bend, they know it in half step bends and that, that sort of way, you know, yeah. in second position. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it can, it can be done. And as you quite rightly say, I think it's, 
I think it's a, a wonderful instrument, as you quite rightly say, for, for blues. And uh, people have mm. defied the odds and played um, some great jazz on it, but um, a specialist field, and um, it really needs uh, some uh, uh, woodshedding, some shredding to, uh, to get there, yeah. and of course, a lot of work on the harmonica to make it uh, function the way you want it to do. Mm. But certainly for blues and a lot of contemporary and all the different styles, this little thing is absolutely uh, fantastic for that, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. I mean, I I also like, I mean, I like, I like Bob Dylan. And I know a lot of people would associate harmonica with someone like Bob Dylan. Um, mm. And interestingly, he's one of these characters that I, I read about him. He's one of these amazing characters that re picked up the harmonica. And within six months, he was like pretty, was, you know, he's probably like that with his piano and guitar. He's a genius almost on it. Um and he was doing session stuff when he when he started recording. They were using him for session as a session player, literally, you know, six months after he'd learned the instrument. Mm -hmm. He's a very distinctive style. And in fact, if you look at him, he's not just playing folk um, blue, uh, folk harmonica. He does actually, in a funny way, he can tap into the, he taps into the blues a heck of a lot. But he just makes it sound so good with stuff that he does which almost is a bit countryish, country folk mm. blues and he's an amazing character but again you you know when you actually listen to bob dylan his playing is really simple but it's really effective he mm. maybe just gets a little riff going and then that plays and then you know that's why you know the harmonica can be a good instrument if you want to join other people you just have to play that learn that little bit as it yeah. were you don't really have to take the lead in a in a band you just but you you mm. add something that Everybody else goes, wow, that sounds so good. And the, mm. but I still come, I would still say the blues is, mm. is almost the one thing it just sounds so good at. I mean, I actually like a bit of mm. the. Um, well, I remember, I remember Bob Dylan. I mean, my favourite period is when he had Bloomfield on guitar when everybody booed him <laughs> for playing right, electric yeah. blues. I, yeah. Probably because I was a fan of Bloomfield's uh, guitar playing, but I mean, um, yeah, comes yeah. on one thing, and he, I mean, my God, did they give him it in the first set? And I think they got actually because they really went yeah. electrified. I think he had to come back in the second half and do it a bit more acoustic because uh, yeah. he really gave it full on. But yeah, but yeah I, I agree. And of course, uh, you know, he's another subject. He's a phenomenal, one of the greatest sort of poets of mm. the, uh, well, at least well, 20 anyway. Absolutely, yeah, as a writer, he's pretty good. But he's also one of these people that almost as a byproduct, he's mm. become associated with the harmonica. But he probably wouldn't say to you he's he's uh, that's no, he his main thing. Yeah, exactly. He's, but but he's might, a I mean, I've actually you're quite absolutely right. And I've actually taught people who um, and coached people who got into mm. blues harmonica because they'd heard Bob Dylan. Yeah, so, yeah. he so does a lot. Walter once they heard Little Walter, they thought he was great, but they they had yeah. they they'd gone they'd gone yeah. another route, you know, to get there. Yeah. So he 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 still. But I as a, I mean I predominantly play blues harmonica when I'm practicing but actually one of the things I also do is purely because of the input it gives to blues harmonica is a bit of folk Irishy stuff mm -hmm. because of the playing the triplets and actually the style of playing can get really warm you up and actually get you into sort of uh, into the playing so if you did a bit of yeah. if you uh, and those pieces are sometimes a little bit easier to learn than trying to learn 
like a blues piece where you've got, as we were discussing before, you've got a, there's an emotional side of blues mm. to, to in, put into it. Whereas if you learn some of these sort of like folky Irishly type tunes, they're very specific traditional tunes, but mm. they get you warmed up in terms of doing triplets yeah. um, and doing little runs. And then you start getting yeah. a feel for the instrument and then, then apply that to your blues mm-hmm. as playing. And then you're the blues harmonica. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves blues harmonica. Yeah, and it, absolutely they do. And the blues, it's just, I think um, you know, we're sort of we're coming to the end of our time here and we're coming to wrap this up. But um, I think uh, one last tip that I can give uh, the listeners who are going to start out and come and uh, or take us on and um, play some blues is that the big tip I can give people is you want to learn to be creative. Well, when you first pick the instrument up and I don't, keen on that word practice but you know because it's a it's a funny but but when you're gonna do some playing all right you're gonna do some practice I'll say it so you're gonna do some practice in the first minute you'll pick it up and do something you were working on then for a few minutes at the start you'll just wander and do whatever comes into your head now that's at the point that is at the point when you're at your most creative five minutes six minutes in to your half an hour's practice you're not creative anymore. But that first five to 10 minutes, every single time, that's when you'll come up with things. And the suggestion Mm. is that you Mm. should always record that. So you might just be picking up a lick that you haven't done for a while. And you're going to do something else. But in that first five minutes, you're just going to mess around with this lick. And within that first five, because your mind is free, as if you've been Mm. meditating, it's free. It'll come up with something. Not always, Mm. but more often than not, at that point, you'll do something different. And mm, that's yeah. something that you should log because um, mm. that will be aware of develop star. Yeah, absolutely yeah. being aware of it because then you what you don't do is you don't Most then labor you don't you don't labor a riff in trying to get it right at the next absolutely. half for the next half hour. And I think when you and it's the same with painting and drawing and stuff like that, the, you know, the simple early sketches are the things that and the, the blues harmonica is a little bit like that. It's a quick fast instrument um but you if you labor something if you work too hard on it sometimes you can lose you can lose something yeah you just lose yes. the sort of spontaneity but you know that's it depends on the moment what you're doing and the context there's lots of things that it's the variables absolutely that you and how you wake up in the morning and how you feel is it i can't remember who said it once that uh, when you wake up in the morning you're about as good as you think that you are right. <laughs> you know Okay, we're going to wrap up. So that's that's okay, all. It. That's Thanks, great. RJ. Thanks to RJ. This is RJ and Harpo the Healer on forty-seven point two. Stay tuned for more in the series. So I'm going to take it out now, live and raw. So stay cool, stay hip, get harping. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my